Good morning, everybody, and happy Hanukkah. Today, Bezrat Hashem will be learning Daf Yud Zayin in Maseches Tainis, the first day of Hanukkah. No uh, hespade or fasting on Hanukkah. Tainis is about fasting. It's also about days that you cannot fast. Uh, first, we'll talk about we'll talk about both kinds of days today on Daf Yud Zayin. We we learned in our Mishnah, right? We're now in the second parak. The structure of the last uh, prakim here are such that all the Mishnayos, like the second parak has the first ten all the ten Mishnayos and second parak bunched up into the first Mishnah. It's interesting why it's like that in the Gemara. It's not like that obviously in the Mishnayos. It's split up into ten. Why it's like that in the Gemara, I do not know. But that, that was a gargantuan Mishnah. We had talked about at the end of the first parak how. They had a set, right, of three fasts and seven fasts, another three fasts, you might recall, where in the beginning, right, they would ramp it up. First, you would eliminate joy, right? That's, that's how you, uh, uh, you know, you're mimatin, bimasav matan, as you see that it's not raining, and then if you have to wait longer, then you eliminate even some daily activity, right? And then, and then you limit it maybe even social, uh, social interaction, shayla shalom, and it becomes, Avelus, right? There's a difference between fasting and Avelus. Fasting is what you do when uh, you're minimizing joy. Avelus is what you do um, when you're actually in real, real mourning. Anyways, be that as it may, it gets worse and worse, unfortunately, when a Kaddish Baruch Hu is trying to send us a message and we also ramp up our davening. And when we ramp up our davening, there is, uh, in the Mishnah, recorded on Tesvav, in the beginning of the parak, recorded seven brachas that you add. And the brachas are like, So you have a whole structure of a bracha. That would be the first one. The second is, So it starts with Avram Avinu, then Yamsuf. The third bracha is, So now Yeshua Begilgal. And the fourth bracha is Misha'ana Shmuel B'Mitzpeh, right? And then the fifth bracha is Misha'ana Elio Behar Carmel. So it's going in chronological order. And then it goes out of chronological order. Then it says, on the sixth bracha, Misha'ana is Yona Mimehadaga. He who answered, right, Yona in the whale, he should uh, answer us, right? Bracha Tashem Ha'oineh Be'es Tzara. And then finally, on the seventh and final bracha, it's Mishana as David ve Shlomo b'no Yerushalayim. He should be. He should answer us. Right. And so, when you look at the structure, every every chasima, uh, right, the end of every bracha is either Oina be merachem al and it corresponds to the right the the person the the biblical reference. So, for example, where it's Yeshua Begilgal, it's a, it'll say, Baruch HaShem Shamea Trua. Because as we said, over there in Yeshua, they, they blew, right, the Chatzotzros, and, right, the Yericho um, was then able to fall, etc. So, we are taking the episode that we're mentioning in chronological order, and for every episode, we're saying an appropriate Chasima for it. That becomes the topic of our Gemara as we start on the second line on Yudzayin Amadav. So it says, Al Rishonu Omer Mishanas Avraham, right? So on the second bracha, it's, I'm sorry, on the first bracha, rather, it's Avraham Avinu. It says the Gemara, Tana, Yesh Machlifim Tzakal Eliyahu Utfila Lishmuel. So it's jumping right, right away, right, to the fourth and the fifth bracha. 
So the chasima of the bracha that I mentioned, it says by Shmuel, it says, Baruch Hashem Shomeyat And by Eliyahu, it says, Baruch Hashem Shomeyat So by Shmuel, it says Tzaka. And by Eliyahu, it says Tfila. So how do you know that? It says the Gemara. Bishle Magabi Shmuel, so again, how do we uh, associate the episodes? So of course, right? If you're going to say, if you're going to say, like we said, the truos by by Yeshua and Yericho, we understand that, right? But what is the correlation of of tefillah? So the correlation of tefillah or tzaka can be ascribed back to Shmuel because Shmuel it says it by 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 the psukim. It mentions in the psukim that he. Now it says, as Rashi says, it says, "Kipsu kol Israel mitzvotos ve'espalel ba'atchem loshem tefila and tzaka." It says, "Vayichar l'shmuel vayizakel Hashem." Right. So both tefila and tzaka are activities that are ascribed back to Shmuel. However, says the Gemara, "El gabel yot tefila ksiv tzaka loksiv." By Elio, only the word tefila. Now, as Rashi points out, the words that we're saying is "Aneni Hashem Aneni." That's what it says in Carmel in the famous episode of the Carmel with regards to Elio and Avi. Now, Aneni, Hashem Aneni, as Rashi points out, uh, Rashi has a funny, uh, an interesting Lashon here. It says, um, when you say Aneni, Hashem Haneni, it sounds like Lashon Bakasha Vitfila. It sounds like Tfila, not Tzaka, right? However, Rashi concludes and says in Mishani, he gives away what the Gemara is going to answer, which is, it says, Aneni, Aneni Hashem Haneni could also be Lashon Tzaka, who Kach Shamati, says Rashi. This is what I heard, that it could, it sounds initially like Tfila, but it could also be like Tzaka, which is what the Gemara now answers. Says the Gemara, right? That you can switch. Some will say that the chasima of Tzaka is appropriate for Eliyahu. Some will say that the chasima of Tefillah is appropriate for Eliyahu. It could be either one for Shmuel. And so some have those chasimos flipped in those final, in those seven brachas that you add to Shmonesre, right? When things get really, uh, really bad in a time of the famine. Now, Finishing up with those brachas, says the Gemara, Omer Omer David. Now the Gemara is going to ask, Everything until now has been in chronological order. However, Yona came after David Shlomo. So why are we saying the bracha of Yona as the sixth bracha and then David Shlomo as the seventh and final bracha afterwards? My time Why do you have to put? Why are you putting Yonah before David, even though it's chronologically later? Answers the Gemara, Mishum Mirachem As we said, Mirachem al is the chasim of the bracha of David and Shlomo. We want to have that bracha at the end. Uh, the Mepharshim explained possibilities as to why, Rashi points out. Um, primarily because when we are bringing up David and Shlomo, it was when they actually had a fast. That's what that they had a, a fast and a drought and they were davening for that. So why are we here, right? Why are we doing these tefillos? Because of the fact that we are fasting and because we have a drought. And so that is the most appropriate chasima to sort of finish off the theme of why we're adding these brachos all together. It could also have to do with merachem alaretz, right? That you're asking for the base of Mikdash to be rebuilt. You're asking for, right, the completion and the ultimate redemption that we're asking for at the end is more associated with David and Shlomo. Okay. Uh, finally, with regard to the last uh, bracha, some say that it's not, the chasimah is not Merachim Alar. It's at all. As the Gemara says, Tana Mishum Sum he had a different chasimah, which is Baruch Mashpil Haramim. He who is what? He who, he blessed, he who humbles those who are arrogant. 
Okay, those who are haughty. Well, that is appropriate. Why? Because again, that speaks to the core of what we're trying to accomplish here, which is we know that Hashem gave us a drought because we were carried away with ourselves. And we thought, we thought we lost our way, right? We got arrogant. We thought that everything that we have is because of our own doing. And the truth of the matter is everything is from Hashem. And in order to right, help us realize that, he, was, he humbled us. So when we bless Hashem for humbling us, we show that we got the message. And hopefully, once we show that we got the message, the rains will come and we'll be able to eat again. Okay. Now, the, now two dots. The mission continues. Shalosh Tanios, Anshe Mishmar, Misanin, Velo Mashlimim. Tanarabonin, says the Gemara. The Mishnah described, right, that uh, after it described, right, all the, uh, all the, all the halachas, uh, all the all the brachos, it starts talking about right which members of the mishmar they used to divide the kohanim into twenty four mishmaros as we already discussed. We learned sechas yuma, and we know that there were twenty four mishmaros families, and each mishmar had a base av, which was the family that was for that week responsible for doing all the avoda in the base of mikdash. Now the avoda was primarily all the really heavy lifting, all the heavy work was during the daytime. Uh, while the carbonos were being brought. There was stuff to do at night as well, like the burning, right, of, of, of all the Imurim, the Akhtaris Imurim, and watching the, the gates, which some of the Levim did, but some of the Kohanim did as well. So there was Kohan activity at night as well, but the heavy activity was during the day. Okay. This is another example where we always talk about Rav Machlis with the paint can along his Zechel Chorban. There is a Shaila Bizman as follows. You're not allowed to do the Kohen, you're not allowed to do a Avodas Hamikdash when you're in a state of intoxication. Okay. So the question is if you have a Kohen Bizman Hazet and he happens to know that it, in the rotation of the base of Mikdash, it would be his, his, his base Av's turn to do Avodas Hamikdash. So that week, technically, even today, he shouldn't be allowed to drink. He shouldn't be allowed to drink because he might end up in a state of intoxication and the base of Mikdash is going to be rebuilt and he won't be able to do the Avoda. So that is the topic of the Gemara here, an amazing thing. And that's the way we do it, right? Even, in, even when we are in Avelis for the base of Mikdash, so to speak, we are also uh, worried maybe we shouldn't drink if we're Kohanim because the base of Mikdash will be rebuilt and we will not be able to service the, do this Avoda service. Now, there's a difference between whether you're in the base of or you're in the Mishmar. Because if you're in the Mishmar, you're not necessarily going to be doing the Avoda. You're on the bench, right? We'll use a sports analogy. The base of is the starting lineup, right? They're actually going to be working. The, the rate of the rest of the Mishmar is sitting on the bench, but they might get called off the bench to do the work. So let's see. Says the Gemara. Why do we say that the Anshe Mishmar, those are the Kohanim that are sitting on the bench, they're allowed to drink wine at night, but not during the day. Why? Right? Because the starting team of the base of might end up being too overworked during the day. That's not going to happen at night. They have to work at night, but not as much. It's only going to be overwhelming during the day if a lot of animals and carbonos come by. And then, they're going to bring the Anshe Mishmar off the bench to come help them, and therefore they have to be ready. In other words, at night they could drink, but they have to be right already by the morning, and that's why during the day they cannot. And they can't drink, not at night or the day. Because they have to do avoda both night and day, and therefore they cannot be intoxicated at all. Right? 
From there we said that every coin, when are we talking about? We're talking about Bismanazeh. Even Bismanazeh, after the Chorban. If you happen to know when, now, no Kohanim today know this, unfortunately. But if a Kohen happened to know which base Av he was, and he knew that this week was his rotation, right? And he knew, then us, he would be usher to drink wine, kol osayom, that entire day, if he knew that was his base Av's turn. The makim mishmar tov ain makim mishmar tov ain makim mishmar tov ain makim mishmar So again, if you know the base Av, then you know when it's your rotation, perhaps even that day. If you only know the Mishmar, then you don't, and you don't know which, uh, you know that you're going to be up that week, but you don't know which day of the week because you don't know which base Av you are. So then you're going to be also to drink all week. In other words, the more specific you know, the more, uh, the less time you're going to, you're going to have to uh, refrain from drinking, right? If you only happen to know, let's say that you're in the specific Mishmar, then you could be, your turn could be up any time that week. And therefore, you have to refrain from drinking that entire week. Okay. But let's say you know you're a coin, but you don't know which mishmar you're in, you don't know which base av you're in. However, but you know it's for certain that the base av was somewhere in the base of Miklash, then asur lishtos yain kolashana. In other words, you know for sure that at some point you could be called, but you have no idea which family you're, you were in. You just know that you were in a family that served in the base of Miklash, so then all, all year long you can't drink. To which Rebbe Omer, Omer Ani, also lishtat yain le'olam. That, that Rebbe is explaining that a, that a Kohen should never be allowed to drink Bismanazeh because today we do not know when it is our turn if we're Kohanim. However, says Rebbe, However, I have to tell you that takanaso in this context means that the ability to drink, that a coin shouldn't be able to drink. However, the fact of the matter is that kalkalaso, which is the fact that it's been so long that the whole, the whole system is gone. And therefore, that's takanaso. That is what enables the coin to drink. In other words, it's been so long, Barry, that the Toranut is no longer in effect, right? The, the base Av, we used to be a rotation, but we're going to have to re, rework the entire thing. The families are lost, right? The rotation is lost. It's been never so, so long, thousands of years, we would have to basically start a new rotation. And therefore, can in fact drink, which is to say, again, fundamentally, it would be true that really you shouldn't be allowed to drink at all. But for the fact that it's been so long, that takonoso kalkalaso, that that which is, right, that which is uh, causing us to be so far from the base of Mikdash, may it be rebuilt soon, so we'll rebuild it soon, and we'll make new, hey, I heard you were there, Max, you came. Good timing, right? Okay, Baruch Hashem, we're back. The band is back. I'm so happy to see you. So Amar Abaye, Keman Shasua, Idna Kahane Chamra. So Abaye says, today, Kohanim, what we're talking about, Max, is Kohanim, we're like in the first of the wide lines of Yuzayman al Kohanim, how, what allows them to drink? After all, the base makers could be built any moment and they could be intoxicated when they have to, when it's their turn. Says Abaye that today Kohanim can in fact drink Karebi because we hold like Rebbe. Now again, we're going to see. The Rabbanon held fundamentally that the Kohanim shouldn't even be allowed to drink. Rebbe held also that they shouldn't be allowed to drink, but for the fact that we lost the, uh, we lost what the order is of the, of the rotation and therefore it's all lost and therefore we can drink. So six lines down, uh, from, in, in the, in the wide and the two dots is the Gemara. Anche Mishmar Vanche Mamad. 
So now we're going to talk not about drinking, but about haircuts. And we're going to say, is haircut similar or not? That's what the Mishnah discussed, that Mipnei Kvoda Shabbos, very similar to what we'll see in Moed Katan, on Cholomoed, right? We don't allow you to cut hair on Cholomoed. Why? Because we want you to cut hair beforehand. We put the pressure on you, so you shouldn't push it off when things are a little bit... Uh, when, when you have time later and you're no longer going to work, you're only going to do a vote of Mikdash, no, that should not be your attitude. Get ready for the Avodos of Mikdash by getting the haircut beforehand. As the Gemara says, my taima, right? Just like we say about Yantiv, that you should not enter into your Mishmar when you are unkempt and your, and your hair is right all over the place. Therefore, you should cut your hair and get a haircut beforehand. Says the Gemara, haircut halachas, what is the frequency of haircuts? So a king has to get a haircut every day. Kohen Gadol may have Shabbos, Lerv Shabbos. Kohen Gadol gets a haircut every Erev Shabbos. Kohen Hedjot, Achas Lashalashim Yom. And Kohen Hedjot gets a haircut once a month. How so? Let's analyze. Melech may stop every Cholay Yom, my time. Why does a king get a haircut every single day? Amar Rabbi Abba Bar Zavda, Amar Kram, Melech be Yofi of Techazena Inecha. A Pasuk in Isaiah. It says, when you go and see a king, you should always see that he's beautiful and well groomed. So a Melech has to, right, fulfill that role of always looking fresh. And therefore, he has to get, get a trim every day. So you don't need a Pasuk for that. You know that the Mishmaras come in once a week. And therefore, when the Mishmaras come in, the Kohen Gadol has to look dignified. And during the week, they, you know, there's familiarity and it's okay. But that first impression has to be very dignified. Thus, every Erev Shabbos, when we know, right, the Mishmaras are changing, um, uh, that is when the Kohen Gadol is going to get his haircut and be at his absolute best. So for that, we do need a Pasuk Mina Alan. Asya, para para minazer. An interesting, right, Gzer Shava. We know that a Nazir, Stam Nazir, says we'll see, Shloshim Yom. We're going to learn it. I think Rabbi Libut said this is the only place in Shas uh, where we learn a halacha from a gematria. So something to look forward to, as we will see. But be that as made, there's a word para. We'll use para, we'll use it to use the word chup. You know what chup is, Andrew? Okay, it's that chup, is that thing that sticks out in the front. So a para, we'll say, is a chup. So it says, para, para, mi nazir. Tziv hacha verosham lo yigalechu, ufera lo yishalechu. With regards to Kohanim, it says, you shouldn't, right, use a razor to shave your head, and also, fera lo yishalechu. You shouldn't let it grow too much. Uchsiv hasam, and over there, by the nazir, it says, kodishiyeh gadel peras arosho. It says, by the nazir, he should not, obviously, as we know, he shouldn't drink wine and he shouldn't cut his hair. So he says he should be holy. So he should not cut his hair. Peras arosho. So it says the word para by the Kohanim. It says the word para by the nazir. Ma'alaholan shloshim, just like by a nazir. It means that it should be a growth at least of 30 days. Afkan shloshim. So too, by a Kohen, a regular Kohen hedja, shouldn't let his hair grow more than 30 days worth of growth. Says the Gemara, Nazir Gufa How do we know that the Nazir is thirty days? It's not explicit in the pasuk. Says the Gemara, Amar Masna Stam Nazir Shloshim Yom Minalan. Where do we learn it? Amar Kra Yehi Yeh. Right. It says by the by the uh, in the pasuk that we just quoted by the Nazir Kadosh Yeh. You should be holy. Yeh. Add up the Kamasher of Yud K Vav Yud K Yud K. Right. Ten five ten five. Put it together. Begimatriot Losin Have. That is thirty. Right? And that is how you learn that Stam Nazir is a Shloshim Yom. Wow. So, Gemara asks, Amalei, Rav Papalei, Abayi, Bedilma, Hachikama, Rachmana, 
Lo li rabo klal. Maybe when the pasuk said, remember the pasuk by the kohanim says that you shouldn't use a razor, and it also says upera lo yishalechu. You shouldn't let your hair grow out. So how do we know that that means it shouldn't? It's like a nazir that it has to be thirty days. Maybe it means lo li rabo klal. Maybe it means you should have an army crew cut. You should always just you can't use a razor, but you should always you, sh- you shouldn't let it grow. When the kohanim walk around, right? We see other uh, religions lahavdil when they walk around and they have uh, crew cuts. So the Gemara answers, right? If it said that you should not let the hair grow, then that would be one thing. However, look at the pasta carefully. It says, You shouldn't let your chup get out of hand. Ah, it's, it implies that you have a chup to begin with. It says, don't let your chup have a, uh, get out of hand. But that means that you have a chup. And, and that's okay. That's what the Gemara says. Parallel, Havi, the chup you can have. Shluche, who deloyli shalchu. We're just saying, don't let it get out of hand. So that's how we know that it doesn't mean krukat. It just means, don't let the, the chup get too, uh, too far. Shalechu, don't let it, uh, get it out of hand. So the Gemara asks, Wait a minute. So we talked about wine, and now we talked about haircuts. So today, we should have Kohanim. Right, uh, wolf cuts should know. Zev Belak should know that every oh, every kohanim have to be on a schedule. The coin hedger have to come every thirty days. No coin today should be allowed to let his hair grow more than thirty days. Just like Mi'ikar Dini shouldn't drink. Right, so you could say, okay, well, we don't know when the rotation is, and and so and so we don't know. But really, drinking and hair cutting are two different things in a variety of ways, as the Gemara will now discuss. Says the Gemara. First of all, it says maybe it's the same. Just like you're not supposed to drink wine. Maybe the base maker should be rebuilt, and you'll end up being intoxicated. Says the Gemara. But today we don't know when the rotation is. means when the base mikdash is uh, is standing, and you can enter the base mikdash. So just like it's usher to be intoxicated when the base mikdash is standing. But it's okay. Maybe you'll say today that no, that you don't have to worry about the frequency of haircuts because just like drinking, the haircuts is also, we don't know when the rotation is and therefore we'll sort it out when the base of is built and that's when you'll start grooming your hair. Says the Gemara, however, not exactly. Right, Rebbe said before, we just said that he says you should not really ever be allowed to drink uh, because nobody knows what their base of is. And Mi'ikar Adin, they should always be worried that the base maker is going to be rebuilt or look forward to anticipation that the base maker should be built and not drink. Right? This is Gemara saying that when Rebbe said that you're allowed to drink with Manazet, that was a concession to the fact that we don't know when the Mishmaros are. However, however, Mi'ikar Adin, he would have liked to have said that you're not allowed to drink. Keman Shasua in the Amar Baye, rather, Keman Shasua in the Kahani Khamra, and we already said, Abaye said, who do we uh, rely on in order to allow Kohanim to drink Bismana Zeh as we switch, as we turn to Yazayan Ahmed Bey's? Karebi, we hold like Rebbe. Mikal the Rabbanan Asri. Sounds like the main consensus would be even the Rabbanan that say the Meikar, then it's also for them to drink. So therefore, if it's also for them to drink, maybe it should also be also for Kohanim to grow their hair longer than 30 days. Says the Gabara, my taima. Well, not exactly. We're going to give an answer for the reason between drinking and haircuts. So it sounds like, by the way, um, that according to the, to the Chachamim, according to the Banan, you should not be allowed to 
drink bismanazeh. Okay, but now the Gemara is going to talk about the difference between haircuts and drinking. My time. When it comes to drinking wine, and you're going to need to have a coin that is lucid, and if we allow Kohan to drink, maybe they'll all be intoxicated, and that's going to be a problem. And it's going to be a problem because why? Because it's hard to get rid of that state of intoxication. See, there's a difference. If your hair is long, you have, while they're building the base of Mikdash, or like, as you're getting ready, you get a quick haircut. It takes Zev Belik like 10 minutes. Then you get a haircut and you go. In other words, the haircut situation is easy to fix. Just get a haircut. The intoxication situation might take a little bit longer to get rid of. You can't just snap your fingers. That's what exactly it says. You can go and get a haircut. Hi, Dan. So says the Gemara. Dan will tell you, if you drink too much wine, you become intoxicated. There's also life hacks to get rid of that state of intoxication. Yeah, I know how to get rid of a hangover. Walk a, walk a mile and take like a little two-minute Dremel and you're good to go. So that's about the amount of time it takes to get a haircut. Says the Gemara, love me itmar Allah, but didn't we say, no, 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 no. That's a state where you just drank like a little glass with your dinner. Yeah, when you had a glass of wine, you could take a little walk and a nap and you're fine. But a person who really got intoxicated, yeah, schlepping this poor drunk guy along and putting him to sleep is only going to put him deeper into a bigger hangover and it's going to be, so therefore there's a difference. So one could, one should argue maybe you should just drink a glass of wine no more. Be that as it may, Ravashi Amar Shasuya Yain de Machle Avoda. Kohanim, a different answer. Kohanim, this is the answer of Ravashi, which the Gemara is going to continue to analyze a little bit. So one answer is getting a haircut and getting a drink might be different depending how much you drink. The other answer is that of Ravashi. That Shasuya Yain de Machle Avoda, Gazru Barabanan. But Perue Rosh, the Lo Machle Avoda, Lo Gazru a different reason, a different distinction why the Rabbanan did not allow drinking, but they did allow the haircut, Bizman Hazet, to grow long. Why? Because drinking is something that passels the avoda. In other words, if you do the avoda in a state, that's what machli la avoda means. If you do the avoda in a state of intoxication, then you're actually going to passel the avoda. As opposed to if you do it with long hair, you may have done an avera, but the avoda is going gonna, is gonna to actually count, right? It's going to be chal. And therefore, there's no gazera. However, that is challenged. That is challenged as follows. Says the Gemara, Mesve. These are the Kohanim that are going to get the, what? Kares, Mide Shamayim. It says, Shtuya Yayin Rosh, right there. Whether you drink or you let your hair grow long, you're going to be Chayv Misa Mide Shamayim. That seems to imply that it's not going to be valid the, if you do the Avoda when your hair is long. I can understand Shtuya Yayin because that's what we talked about because that's what it says in the Pasuk also. The Pasuk says, Yayin Veshechar Al Teisht. That you and aren't al teisht. If you read the rest of the pasuk, it says Yain v'shech al teisht atav v'necha itcha b'vachem lo emoed v'lo tamusu chukas olam lo dorosechem. There you go. V'lo tamusu, which sounds like midei shemayim. By the way, right? It doesn't use the lashon of we're going to kill you. It just says if you if you can avoid intoxication, you won't die. Misa midei shemayim, and therefore it it sounds like it's going to be totally uh, in. You're going to be chayim midei shemayim and it's going to invalidate the avoda. And therefore, you have a source for drinking. But you don't have such a source for the long hair, says the Gemara. How do we know that, having, that leaving the hair long is also going to have this effect where you're going to be chayv mi? So the chsiv, 
As we said, you're not supposed to shave it completely with a razor, but you're also not allowed to let your hair grow long. And then, and after that, immediately the next Pasuk says, Aha. So the juxtaposition of those two Psukim equates, right, letting your hair grow long to drinking, says the Gemara. We make this connection between Puri Rosh and Bimisa, Just like doing the Avoda in a state of intoxication is Chayv Misa, so too, during the Avoda in a state of long hair is Chayv Misa. So once we compare it to that, now we're going to compare it also to the Apostle of the Avoda. Right? In other words, we're, we're, so far we don't know that the Avoda is Apostle. We just know that it comes with a Chayv Misa. However, says the Gemara, umina imashtu yain demachle avoda, and from that comparison, we can extend a second comparison, which is just like when you are doing the avoda in a state of intoxication, you invalidate the avoda service, af pure rosh machle avoda. So too, if you do the avoda in a state of long hair, it's going to, in fact, create a disqualification of the avoda, and that actually is. What? It's a shlug of Ravashi's view. Remember, we had two answers as to why we can, Kohanim, right, uh, even according to Rabbanu, say you shouldn't drink Bismanazeh, why Kohanim are allowed to not cut their hair, right? The, the, so, so the Ravashi's answer was that they should be the same because they both carry Echi of Misa, right? But we're seeing here, I mean, rather, Ravashi's answer was that you're not allowed to do with, with uh, long hair because that is, does not possible the Avoda. But here, it sounds like that there's a chi of misa both for drink, doing the avoda when you're intoxicated and when you have long hair. And therefore, there should also be a situation that should also possible the avoda, both in the case of intoxication and long hair. So that is a stira to Ravashi. However, Ravashi is going to answer, lo, says the Gemara. Ki kush misa hu kush. That, yes, with regards to the chi of misa, there's a comparison. But when it comes to possibly the avoda, Ravashi would say, no. That having the intoxication would pass with the avoda, but having long hair would not, and therefore the distinction, right? You don't take the hekesh all the way. So Yitz Topper asks, why? You know, it's hard to sometimes know. In other words, you have two components of the hekesh. One is that pass with the avoda, the other is chayav misa. You know, how you know one to the other is hard is hard to sometimes know. But the fact of the matter is that the chayav misa is what is uh, more explicit with regards to the yain. Right there, it says v'lo yamusu. So that, if you're going to make a hekesh, you could take it to that far. As opposed to, to say that the avoda is puzzle, that we have to extrapolate with the yain also. So maybe to extrapolate twice would not be something that we could do. Be that as it may, that was Ravashi, and Ravashi says that wine and letting your hair grow long are different. It says the Gemara, Amalei Ravina Ravashi, these are the two right chief editors of the Gemara. Uh, not the chief editor of Art School Gemara of Chaim Zev Malinowitz Tzal, but this was the original Gemara. Talmud Babli, Hamikami de'asa Yecheskel Man Amar. Before Yecheskel and says the right a fascinating question. Yecheskel says that the Kohanim can't grow their hair long, but he came right. This was something that was Aser. Yecheskel, there was also the, the base of Mikdash was around, and so uh, what was going on until then? When did they learn the halacha before Yecheskel? So Amalei Tameich. Right, Rav Chista said himself, "We didn't, we didn't learn this from the actual psukim." Kabbalah means from the neviim, right? Because it says, "Kol Beit Nechar Eral Leiv Neral Basar Lo Yavol Mikdashi." 
There's other examples of it. For example, you can't do the avoda when you're at Aurel. That's a pasuk in Yechezkel. So that is a pasuk after it already, Aurels were not allowed to do the avoda for many years leading up to that. So how do they know up to that point that you can't have an Aurel? So you say, oh, only when the Nevi'im came it became Asr? That can't be. It was always Asr. So it says, who taught this before Yechezkel? We already know that that means that this was a tradition. Misinai. That's what Gemara Gemirla means. When Yechezkel came, he took that and he attached it to Pasuk. Just like Baran Arel, that too was true by the drinking. Right? That the Pasuk and Yechezkel came and taught you that you're not allowed to drink. We're going to take out the parentheses over here, but the bottom line is that even though we know that Lachal Moshe Misenai preceded Yechezkel, Yechezkel came and reaffirmed it later on with an Asmachta. So now we're in two dots, three lines up from the wide. It says, Right? Megillah's Tainus, you would think, is a list of days that you're uh, supposed to fast. But we know already from Masechus Rosh Hashanah, Daphia Tess, that it's a list of days that, we're, that we thank Hashem. And we're not allowed to have Hesped and Tainus. Now, Tainus is uh, you're limiting your eating and your Simcha. Hesped is more serious, right? Hesped is a more happy day because there you have a, right, a deceased person that deserves a eulogy and you actually do deny them, so to speak, that eulogy because of the even stronger imperative to have simcha. Says the Gemara, These are the days that, so he's giving an example of the days. It's actually quoting the very beginning of Megillah's Tainus. It starts like this. Here are days that you're not allowed to fast and on some of them you're not even allowed to uh, even give a hespade. From Rosh Chodesh Nisan until the 8th of Nisan, itukam tamida. What happened was, this was a, uh, an argument with the Tzedukim, where they said the Korban Tamid has to be on a specific, has to be donated by individuals. We said it could be even donated by, right, you, you look at the Psukim straight on, it looks like individuals. We said no. There's uh, an illusion from Chazal that it could be coming from communal funds. That was a big fight, and we won the fight. And therefore, that fight, that happened between the 1st and the 8th of Nisan, and therefore those were established as days, does what? The Lola Mitzvah Bahon. Real days of happiness. You can't even bring a house on those days. And then from the 8th of Nisan, continuing until the end of Yantiv, right, like the 22nd, 23rd of, of Nisan, right, till the end of Pesach, then also you can have a week, another, until uh, more days, that you're not allowed to have the Hesped. But what was the reason? Because Isusav Chagatishvuyaya. They reestablished when Shavuos was. Famously, the Baisusim said Shavuos, because said me Macharasa Shabbos, they said Shavuos is always going to be on a Sunday. And we said, that's ridiculous. And we have Shavuos, right, uh, 50 days after, right, after the uh, Pesach holiday. That was something that had to be established. It was a fight. The Purushim won. And therefore, those two were days. So you have from the first to the eighth, the eighth to the end of Pesach. In fact, we don't say Tachlan, Bismanazet. From Rosh Chodesh Nisan until the end of Pesach. So Amar Mar, Mereish Yarcha the Nisan Atmanye Bay, Itukam Tamida Vadolom Mispad. So let's analyze the Bryce's. The first eight days, and we said you can't have a Hesped. Lamali Mereish Yarcha, Levim Mitrebe Nisan. Why does the Bryce say that it's from Rosh Chodesh Nisan? After all, Rosh Chodesh is itself a day that you can't have Hesped in Tainus. Rosh Chodesh Gufe Yom Tavuva Asa, right? So say that it's from the second to the eighth that it's because of the Tamid. Being reestablished. Why are we saying from Rosh Chodesh? As we know, when you say it's Rosh Chodesh, 
then it means that even Erev Rosh Chodesh Nisan, you can't have the Hesped and Tainus. They said, no, but why do we have to learn that from the fact that we established the Tamid? Learn it from the fact that it's Rosh Chodesh. Maybe Erev Rosh Chodesh itself should be Asr Behesped and Tainus. Says the Gemara, no. Rosh Chodesh Daraisahu. This is a straight up copy and paste from Rosh Hashanah we, so if it sounds familiar. Rosh Chodesh is Daraisa. Daraisa lo ba'yichizuk. All the Daraisas, right, where you can't have Hesped and Tainus, we already discussed then in which ways Rosh Chodesh is Daraisa. Certainly Rosh Chodesh is Daraisa. Um, it appears in the Torah. Chodesh is Elachem. And therefore you don't need Chizuk. And therefore the day before Rosh Chodesh, you don't need to say that you can't have Tainus and Hesped. However, the Megillah's Tainus days needed more Chizuk. And therefore it was Dafka, the days of the Redurbanan, where you can't have Hesped and Tainus before and after. When it's written in the Torah, then the days before and after are actually mutter. Do not need chizuk. The divrei sofrim, those are that are quoted in Megillah's Tainus Midirabon, they need chizuk. So says the Gemara, What about from the eighth until the end of uh, of Yantiv of Pesach, where we establish the Shvuas? Why does it have to say until the end of Moed? Just say until Yantiv. And we know that Yantiv, of course you can't have Esped and Tainus. Amar Papa, Kedamar Rav, Lo Nitzucha Ela L'Eso L'Yom Shelefanov. So Achanami Lo Nitzucha Ela L'Eso L'Yom Shelefanov. The reason we say until the end of Yantiv is because even though Yantiv itself, certainly it's going to be also Esped and Tainus, by saying until the end of Yantiv, we say that even the Isruchag of Pesach, you're not going to have Hesped and Tainus. So we're going to resume tomorrow, Bezat Hashem, on the second line, Yavit Ches Amad Aleph. Everybody have a happy Hanukkah.